Hey everyone, welcome back to our podcast edition. This is Claire. And this is Cece. And hello friends to our headline news edition of season 3, episode 7. We have three interesting stories and even better takes, so let's get into it. So our first story is actually about WikiLeaks. So the founder of WikiLeaks can now be taken to the U.S. for his leaks of military documents. For a while now, the U.S. government has actually been trying to extradite Julian Assange, the WikiLeaks founder, for revealing military documents to the public around like 10 years ago. So the first decision a court made was that they would allow Britain to hold him in their high security prison, but the U.S. government appealed to the British High Court instead. And the original argument against extraditing Assange was that his mental health was too low to go and through any like serious questioning by the U.S. and that also Assange is smart enough to go around any suicide prevention measures that may be set in place. And the reason why people are concerned for the like quote-unquote serious qu- questioning is that they believe the U.S. will put Assange in solitary confinement along among other things and we'll discuss how, like the effects of solitary confinement and the original ruling from a lower court agreed with the defense however the u.s offered a new deal stating that assange will be like, sort of treated well uh, when he's extradited and that if assange is found guilty by the u.s court he could serve the sentence in australia where he actually holds citizenship Right now, the U.S. has around 17 espionage charges and one charge of computer misuse. So to explain like what exactly those military documents were uh, and what that scandal was, is that WikiLeaks had leaked footage of American troops killing several people, including two new staff from Reuters, along with thousands of classified information that showed unreported civilian deaths and that journalists were considered enemy combatants. And this was all during the Iraq War. Assange had actually received all this information and evidence from this girl named Chelsea Manning, who's actually a former soldier. She ended up going to prison because of that. And technically, the charges do add up to 175 years in sentencing, but the usual sentence for espionage ends up kind of being 63 months. Despite the appeal and the high likelihood that Assange himself will appeal that appeal, the case is now going to be sent to Priti Patel, the UK Home Secretary, for her to ultimately decide like what's going to happen. The CIA, the CIA, which is actually the department where most of the leaked documents came from, because it's like international stuff, they have been pushing pretty hard for extraditing him for a while, and they've even had talks about killing or assassinating him when he was in Sweden. And this is where it gets messy. So he was actually in Ecuador. He was in the London embassy in Ecuador to avoid being extradited to Sweden for rape allegations. And eventually those were dropped and he did get to London where they took him in for those US charges. Oh my. Like I said, messy. Uh-huh. <laughs> so like one thing I think I already mentioned that we're going to talk about is definitely solitary confinement, right? Mm-hmm. I think Claire you and I have both learned about the psychological, like the horrendous psychological impacts of solitary confinement. Mm-hmm. I mean, even without but taking a psych class, yeah. even without taking a psych class, I mm-hmm. think lots of people can tell how shitty it is. Just because 
social interaction is essential for human life. Like, we're built to socialize. We are not programmed to be sitting in a room to ourselves for... I don't know, how long does solitary confinement last? I mean, it can be up to whatever... Just, like, however the, long they decide, they decide to. The but, like, decide. if it's, like, for example, like, a few days or even a week, that can cause serious harm to a person. Because you're basically stuck inside a room with no windows, just pretty much, like, a four-walled cell by yourself, just sitting there with your own thoughts, not doing anything. Imagine and how scary like that very, is. Yeah. Yeah. And this is, like, very different from, like, people are like, oh, I don't really talk to anyone either. You, like, live in a house, you have the ability to walk outside. There's, like, that psychological, um, like, I don't know how to say it. Like, because you know you're still able to do it, you're okay with it, right? Mm -hmm. Plus, like, it's your own home. Like, you yeah. are voluntarily stuck in there because you want to be in there. You have windows. Mm -hmm. Everything's personalized according to you. Like you said, you can also walk outside if you do choose to. But for solitary confinement, it's obviously yeah. forced. No one wants to do this. You have no option to walk out. You have to stay in there. It's also super unfamiliar, I guess, even though it's, what, just four walls, pretty much. Yeah, so that is, like, very concerning. And, you know, the U.S. doesn't exactly have a good track of, like, taking care of prisoners and... Mm -mm. Um, has a history of torture and abuse that is, like, definitely violates the Geneva Convention. Very concerning. Yeah, our prison system is pretty bad, to be quite honest. Yeah, and I think, like, you've all heard about, like, those CIA black operations, where it's, like, uncharted places where they keep, you know, whoever's on their blacklist. And, you know, nobody knows. Like, you should. Right. Mm-hmm. And so, like, because of that, another thing is, and, you know, it's, like, also hypocrisy, right? So, one thing, like, when I was hearing this story is that the U.S. government is obviously trying to charge Assange and everyone out, like, who is also involved, like, Chelsea Manning, for, like, leaking these documents showing human rights violations and international right. travest travesties. And yet, there's, like, not one charge or one questioning about why it even happened in the first place right there's no charge against anyone who's involved who's involved in, in that killing those people exactly and, like f who like involved in hiding those things because isn't that also like a huge human rights violation in itself it's not even a huge human it's rights just violation. mass murder like, at isn't this it point. like like they're charging him because he broke the law right espionage is like against you know there's yeah the obviously and whatnot but also hiding things and covering things up i'm pretty sure that's called lying and especially something this rules important that. yeah something this important should not be covered up like that i don't see anybody questioning either which is so sad in my opinion i don't know we thought we'd you know be doing better but yeah i don't because know i feel like mainly the the current the mainly the current protests around like why Assange could should be freed is more like free press, right? Um, it's like arguing does the press have the ability to share government information, classified information to the public? Does the public have the right to know? 
Like those types of questions are super duper important and should be answered. Mm-hmm. And I like I see why it's connected, but it's also like where is like where's the push for the accountability for these government officials as well? Right? Exactly. Is there no system in place? Is there no like is there even a rule? Like is lying a rule? Like because like it's not like they're under oath or anything. Like they're not lying in court. But they're just covering things up. Right, like lying by omission. Yeah, and I mean, it's not against the, like, I could lie to you guys saying I'm, like, um, I'm wearing, like, a pink shirt. I'm not, like, that's <laughs> what's going to happen to me, you know? <laughs> like, so, I'm just thinking, like, there has to be, obviously, rules in place, right? Mm-hmm. Right. I'm also pretty sure that this has happened in the past, too. Mm, Like, this obviously cannot be the first instance that this has happened. So, imagine how many other things other people or other institutions and nations are covering up. Yeah. And it's also very weird how, like, the government is very blatant about this. So the thing that came out was like a report in about like 2017. So when Trump was still president, right? And they and Pompeo was in this mm-hmm. like what is it? Ten not ten years. Sorry, like he he was in office, but he wasn't elected. I don't know how to say it. he he was working. <laughs> like mm-hmm. Pompeo was part of Trump's circle at that time, and they were like, "We gotta get this guy. We gotta get this guy." And they were, like, just, like, yeah, like, let's kill him, you know? And, you know, there was no, like, it was just so blatant. I, I, I'm i just, like, bamboozled at this point sometimes, mm-hmm. you know? We, we do this, like, we read a lot and we share a lot of this stuff. Like, it never really fails to bamboozle me. Like, how? I know. Like, why? I know. Like, what? Just like we don't see it happen or like play out very often in modern times, we learn about it and we think, oh, it's just a, like a scandal that happened in the past and it's all resolved now. But I mean, we're still obviously shocked whenever it happens in real life, right? Yeah, it's just like and a different also- experience. Mm-hmm. And like this man has like been through a lot. Like, <laughs> it's just like, where was Sweden come? Like, where were the suddenly rape allegations? And, like, people trying to kill him in Sweden. I thought that And was he's, like, in Ecuador. What the heck? Uh-huh. Like, wow. It sounds like, like somebody could make a movie out of this. Sounds like a fucking John Wick movie or something. So, for our second story, Redditors troll Kellogg's job applications in solidarity with strikers. So, Kellogg's union worker strikes have been striking for about two months now, and Kellogg is beginning to replace the workers on strike with permanent new employees. In response, a Reddit user named Bloomin' Funyuns <laughs> <Okay. laughs> posted in the subreddit r slash anti-work asking people to spam the applications in Nebraska, Michigan, Pennsylvania, and Tennessee. The post is now riddled with information about the factory era zip codes, links to the job sites, and even sample resumes. As traction gained on the post, 
now with over 64,000 upvotes. There's tips on TikTok to automate applications from voice to text. There's also GitHub repositories. There's even a Google Doc to help the resume pass through the bot scanning initial process. There's even like funny quips that people are emailing to Kellogg about, such as, quote, has being pro-union busting served you better than being anti-nut busting? End quote. <laughs> I hope some people get the joke. <laughs> Commenters are even bringing back an old video of a scabber who is someone that replaces striking employees pissing in a batch of Rice Krispies. Ultimately, the goal is to create a bottleneck effect, or what they're calling, quote, clog the toilet. The hiring website is even explicit with the goal of the new employees. The unions representing Kellogg employees in these plants are on strike, and we are looking for employees to permanent and we are looking for employees to permanently replace them, joining hundreds of Kellogg salaried employees, hourly employees, and contractors to keep the lines running. That's pretty much what the hiring website says. According to a Kellogg representative, the company has made six offers so far to the unions and have attempted a fair agreement. However, it did not work out. There was an agreement announced last week that gave 3% wage raise to established employees and indetermined raises to other employees along with keeping COLA, or which means the cost of living adjustment, for the rest of the years. However, most of the employees voted against it, so Kellogg decided to move forward with new hires. Their decision continues to be backed by bakery, confectionery, tobacco workers, and grain millers international union that, re that represent those 1,400 workers. President Biden himself commented on these events, saying that Kellogg's actions are disturbing and that something should be done about it. We always, you know, love when presidents say that somebody should do something about it or, you know, something should be like, done. Yeah. I wonder who. No, I wonder no. who has power. Well, really? I didn't know there's something that should have been done. Like, why don't you fix it, please? My I God. just, it's, okay, this reminds me, like, you remember the Wall Street thing? The, what sorry, Wall Street the, thing? Um, what was it? The GameStop. Oh, yeah. Yeah. The stocks and stuff? Insane. Huh? Yeah, the stocks. So the GameStop stocks were, like, this Reddit, a sub, this subreddit kind of, uh, like, yes. blew it up. In terms of, like, getting out all the, like, the high-up Wall Street traders and whatnot. Right. The power of Reddit is insane. Yeah, like... It's I so funny. I'm so... Like, Reddit is so quick with stuff. I remember when Canvas was down in San Diego. Right away, Reddit. So many things. Mm -hmm. Like... And it... And, like, I use Reddit for, like, recommendations. Like, when I search up... Like, say I'm buying a new product, right? I never yeah, look, I look at on the Reddit. Reviews. Yeah, I, say, I look on Reddit. I search up the product and I say Reddit, and then they give me reviews because like they have such good advice. Honestly, it's not just good advice. I feel like their Reddit is very anti. Is very anti spam, or like anti fake stuff. Like first, it's the format where you can comment on everything and people can mm -hmm. see you comment back. It kind of stops fake news from spreading, Very but it authentic. also helps. Yeah, but it also helps spread things fast. You know. Yeah. But at the same time, the people who are on who are on Reddit are usually internet savvy, right? Like, remember mm -hmm. College Board tried to make an account called Dino? What is it? Yes. 
dinosaur and they dino tried to, or something. Yeah, they tried to expose people for cheating on AP exams or something. Right? But the yeah, yeah. So basically College Board made this fake account. It's called like Dinosauce or something and they try to encourage people to cheat. But, you know, like it's just it's like, so funny because they got point, found out like, so people quickly. People could tell. Yeah. Like, Redditors can tell. I know. You know. I mean, it's also pretty obvious just because, like, the language they use was not yeah, yeah. of Gen Z language because they tried posing as a student or at least, like, Gen Z, millennial-ish. Even millennials, like, pushing it because you can obviously tell by the language. It's not someone of our generation. Mm-hmm. But yeah, there's a lot of backlash <laughs> about the whole dinosaur thing. It was pretty funny, not yeah. gonna lie. So it's just like we got kind of sidetracked, but you guys read it. So good, so powerful. Mm -hmm. So much information out there. I like the jokes they're making though. <laughs> yeah. This time, the wait, jokes. there's another one. So some of the other jokes are like, I'm. You could. They were asking people to say, "Oh, I'm having a hard time." completing the application process what do you mean by employee must be willing and able to chortle the balls of executive <laughs> management <laughs> and then there's another one with hi i'm gonna be moving if i'm hired for the position i was just curious if i needed uh, if i would need to live on the street or if i can sleep oh. in my car in the employee parking lot oh i won't be able to get a place for about a year once i move there due to poverty wages <laughs> also, do you provide pee bottles and poop cartons so I can relieve myself on the line? <laughs> Regards, Serial Slave. <laughs> I love how they sound so professional. So then when you read it, they're like, oh, this is an actual inquiry. From a corporation standpoint, right? If what you're offering is not, like, the employees are not there, like, of course you have to move on. But at the same time, like, they can afford all of those wages and exactly they i'm pretty sure they have enough money they have the resources i mean it's kellogg they have 40 plus brands like let me exactly. read you all the brands that um kellogg has there's special kellogg's there's townhouse there's nutrigrain there's mini wheats there's egos there's pop tarts there's cheeses there's frosted flakes there's raisin bran there's um Kashi, there's rice crackers, a uh, rice krispies. Sorry, there's cornflakes, there's weedables, there's um, extra the gum, oh. and like forty, like thirty more, thirty more guys. Yeah, they definitely have the money and the resources, unless they're doing something extremely wrong that prevents them from doing anything like this. But I seriously doubt it. Yeah, and also like three percent, like three percent, like. That's barely above inflation and that mm -hmm. cost of living adjustments. Mm -hmm. Like, are yeah. they dumb? You know? I know. <laughs> They're just not very accommodating. I feel like that goes for, like, a ton of brands, too, though. And just a lot of companies in general. They have the same problem. I'm done. <laughs> Honestly, I'm very, very surprised, and I'm very weirdly proud, because, like, 
what even though I'm not participating in like I'm part oh. of this internet generation right that is able to spread all this information like they were able to get um like like literally python they somebody took the time to build code to oh. automate the process damn i mean good you for know, them and, like there's <laughs> um like tiktok videos about it there's um well, yeah, there's like people are sending resumes. Like, here's a like you don't have to. You can make fake resumes. Like, my name is Francine Rogers, and I'd like to apply to be a permanent Kellogg's associate in Nebraska. Mm-hmm. How will they know? You know, they it's just know. like so. Fu- it's so funny to me at the same time. I know, like everyone puts in so much effort to you know troll Kellogg. It's a whole group effort. <laughs> yeah. Billionaires Bezos and Branson officially receive their astronaut wings. So Jeff Bezos, Richard Branson, and William Shatner are among the most famous of the several who have officially become astronauts this year. They were designated by the FFA, FAA, or the Federal Aviation Administration. FAA will award 15 people who flew past the 50 miles above Earth and give honors to those uh, who flew on the FAA certified test flights? So people were either flying on Blue Origin, run by Bezos, Virgin Galactic, run uh, like started by Branson, and Space or SpaceX, started by Musk. Noted Musk was not there, and like he did not fly. Uh, and even records have been broken with the oldest person in space at age ninety, which is William Shatner. He's actually a Canadian actor. He was flying on Blue Origin. And during the same announcement, the FAA also announced that they are ending this program. So this year will be the last uh, of the group who will receive this award. Um, Yeah, the last of the group who will receive this award. So this program was actually created in 2004, and it was made for a push for commercial space flight to honor Patty Gray Smith, a former director, and her goal of private space. private space flight but now with these three main commercial space companies blue origin virgin galactic and spacex the goal has been reached and so they think the time comes for the program to end in addition the faa will be implementing new rules for private flyers in order to clear the air on who counts as an astronaut and who counts as a space tourist because space is becoming the new thing it's like the new frontier right right and honestly it does get confusing because like if everyone who flies like as a commercial flyer you become an astronaut without going like you become an astronaut right but at the same time when you think astronauts people think of like the nasa astronauts who've been training who have been like certified Mm -hmm. like not to say they um these commercial flyers can't go through all that but there's a reason why like astronauts should be more qualified than just space tourists, right? And I would say the flyers are honestly not as qualified as, say, the NASA astronauts of today. Of course, like, like Mr. Baldy, today, right? Jeff Bezos, I doubt he has enough space training to be officially an astronaut. Yeah, I think unless he paid for it, think, well then. Like, yeah, space tourist or like space flyer is a more fitting name. Right. Considering qualifications and all that. Right. 
yeah it's <laughs> it's just funny like i was looking at the photos i don't know if you if you guys ever search up bezos or yeah bezos <laughs> with like getting awarded the astronaut wings he, he looks so happy the man's wearing like cowboy hat with um like boots and he's like smiling It's like cute. It's like a giddy little kid who finally like achieved like you know when you grow up, almost everyone says, "I want to be an astronaut." Like, and this man achieved his dream. It's Jeff Bezos. I don't find him cute at all. I just think it's funny. Is he wearing a freaking cowboy hat? <laughs> I don't know. He was wearing a cowboy hat. It's looking ridiculous. But, yeah, it's kind of quick. Like because since two thousand, like think about it. Like ten years ago. It was unimaginable of, like, what space flight would be like, right? Mm-hmm. But now, like, everything's happening quicker and quicker. There's more companies coming out because because there's more capital, right? Back then, you couldn't fulfill this much because there was, wasn't enough capital. There wasn't enough money. There wasn't enough, um, yeah, there just wasn't enough money, even though it's mm-hmm. all really fake money, which, as an econ major, I'm so sorry I said that, but... <laughs> <laughs> but like it just poofs out of nowhere sometimes. JK. Go for it, Cece. <laughs> Go for it. It doesn't. It doesn't. But it does. But it doesn't at the same time. Like oh honestly, God. I don't know how to explain it because I truly don't understand it too much. And I'm so sorry to people listening out there who are like, who like know why. I have a person in mind who'd throw a hissy fit over this. Yeah. So basically. It's complicated, and but it's it is right. There's more capital now than before, mm-hmm. especially more for resources. billionaires whose net worths are concentrated. Yep, yep. Well, that's all we have for you guys today in terms of our three stories. Thank you so much for listening. But before we leave you guys today, we still have our Sunday slip into the past. So on December twelfth, nineteen eighty. The American oil tycoon Armin Hammer paid over $5 million in an auction for Leonardo da Vinci's notebook. Uh, that notebook was written around 1508, and there's, like, it's one out of 30, you know, that he produced. It's, like, 72 loose, like, pages with, like, 300 notes, drawings, all about water. It's everything Ooh. he's painting about water. Interesting. But experts say that that notebook, um, like Leonardo da Vinci used that exact notebook to paint the background of the Mona Lisa. Like he drew on it to paint Mona Lisa. Oh, that's so cool, actually. Damn. Imagine copying that for $5 million. I mean, fair enough. Yeah. For the longest time, it was, it was first discovered by this Italian painter and then... It was first discovered by this Italian painter from a chest of papers that this other Italian sculptor had of Leonardo's work. And then mm-hmm. around 1717, the English Earl bought the manuscript and then had it like installed in his collection until now that it was... It showed up at, the, at Christie's in London where uh, the current... The guy who bought it, like... Sorry, the family that bought it, the current lord was forced to sell it to cover his inheritance tax on the estate and art collection. 
But the issue was that the art experts thought that it would sell for seventy-seven to twenty million dollars, and it only sold for five. But, but it was the highest ever paid for manuscript at that time, since the Gutenberg Bible went for two million dollars in nineteen seventy-eight. Okay, some goals, some ups and downs. I see. But unfortunate for Hammer, the guy who bought it, unfortunate for the Lord who was unhappy with how much it sold for. Yeah. Oh well. Well, that is all that we have for you today. Thank you guys so much for listening. And have a great Sunday.